What's up, and welcome to the Manga Anime Experience. I'm your host, Gustav, and today we're talking Spirited Away. Now, anytime anybody gets into anime, you know, they're hit with a plethora of recommendations. And obviously, you can't get to them all in one sitting. You know, you can hardly get to even one of those recommendations finished in one sitting in the beginning because you can't really, not stomach, but you don't have the stamina to watch 30 plus episodes in a day. You know what I'm saying? Like most other people who are actually, you know, uh, really passionate about anime, right? Now, when you first start watching anime, you get a whole bunch of recommendations and half of them are movies, half of them are shows, and you don't know where to start. So, you know, that being said, I can attribute not watching Studio Ghibli films to the fact that, you know, I was quite overwhelmed already with many, many anime that I had not already caught up with. So it's been a while since I've been watching anime like consistently for like two or three, well, actually more than three years now. So for the most part, uh, the shows I've watched were mainly recommendations. And then I dabbled here and there where I was interested in one or another. But yeah, so essentially we're going to get into this. I took notes while watching the movie, so it should help me really kind of organize and, you know, run this a little more smoothly. So essentially the character's name is Chiho, right? And her and her parents are moving to this new place. I was, I won't lie, I was still kind of confused. But, um, so their parents, her and her parents are moving. And so they, uh, what I thought was funny is they, at the beginning of this movie, there's this, uh, you know, this, uh, I guess a trail path. And so they got a Audi and their dad's like, don't worry, you know, I got four wheel drive. And he freaking hauls ass up that thing. And I'm just like, bro, you got four wheel drive, but you ain't got to go that fast, my mans you know uh and so essentially they go into through this tunnel right and it's an empty town pretty much and so her parents see all this amazing food and they're like wow look at all this food i don't think they'd mind if we just started eating we could pay for it later you know and so they start they start eating and they start stuffing their faces right and she goes off and she's just trying to see what this place is all about you know and all of a sudden, she comes back to her parents. No, she, she, some boy. She sees a boy. It's starting to get dark, and she sees the boy across this um, bridge. And he's like, "What are you doing here?" And she goes, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You're not supposed to be here." And so he's like, "You gotta go before the sun sun comes down." And so he's like, he takes her by the hand, and they start running back. Right? He's like, "I'll take you to your parents." And so he, she goes to her parents, right? And her parents have turned into pigs. And this is where it kind of, like, not shook me, but it kind of, like, it was kind of like a slight, like, tiny shock, you know? And I was like, oh, shit. Fuck, you know? And one of my first thoughts is, like, oh, shit. Like, do whoever it is that rules this place, do they turn humans into pigs? And is the is the food that they're eating, was the food that they're eating humans at some point, you know? Like, it had me thinking that, and... I honestly, like, it was a bit much to think about. And it wasn't really. But, you know, I was just like, wow. It took me as a bit of a shock. And so, yeah. Essentially, she gets caught there and she has to stay there. She didn't She didn't get caught. But that boy was the apprentice to the leader of the place that they were at. So, he's like, follow me. And then they almost get caught. And he's like, all right, go through here and there, whatever the fuck. And she follows his directions and ends up at this place with this guy named Kamagi. Right? 
And he's this, like, uh, I guess like a spider, an arachnid person because of the fact that he's got eight limbs, but he uses six of them as arms and he uses the other two as legs. So, I don't know. Anyways, I really like this character because he reminds me of Eggman Nega. Now, that's his name. Um, so, don't come at me. Uh, you can look it up. That's his name. He looks like that guy, that character from the antagonist from Sonic. So, I, I, I was already kind of fond of his his character design um so yeah so he's this giant like not giant he's this thin but he's got a lot he's got his his arms just like stretch to however long it needs him to be which is crazy and i like it but essentially he rules the baths right he runs the baths he draws all the baths for the spa that the own the leader of the place owns right so she asks for work and he can't necessarily give her any and then this other chick uh comes in she's like oh a human because humans aren't supposed to be there so she goes oh it's a human and she gets shocked and he goes kamagi tells the lady like hey go take this girl with you baba so that she can sign a contract with her so essentially this lady named lynn takes chiriho to yubaba to sign a contract right and on the way up it's like the scent of a human really gets these i guess monsters i'm gonna call them monsters because i don't really know what to make of them they're like frogs slash weird humanoid figures they remind me like straight out of star wars type shit you know um but yeah so essentially the scent of a human really draws them in so they almost caught the chiriho trying to go up to the very top to meet yubaba to sign that contract right and so finally she gets up there and when it's just her and Yubaba, all of a sudden from a room to the side, a giant ass crash is heard and out from the room comes a giant ass baby. And Yubaba like looks at Chiriho and then looks back at the baby and instantly like springs into action and tries to hide the fact that the baby exists. So the baby's name is Bo, right? And so... Um, we'll get into him later, but essentially, I guess nobody knows, or not very many people know, that Yubaba has a baby, right? And so Yubaba didn't want to give Chiriho a contract, right? But since that baby crashed into the scene, Bo crashed into the scene, Chiriho witnessed that his existence is there, and so Yubaba doesn't want anybody to know, so she goes, fine, I'll make you sign a contract. So here's your contract, uh, and... What I thought was weird, she grabs her name from the paper with her hand and she peels it off of the paper, right? And then she goes, your new name is Sen. S-E-N. And she goes, okay. And what I thought was kind of weird after that, so she gets her contract and she goes back down, right? And uh, so I'm sitting there, right? And I'm thinking, like, why, what what importance does this new name have with anything? And then she goes back to where she was with Kamagi and she goes, I'm Sen. And then I'm like, why are you, you like introducing yourself as Sen? You know, I'm like, your name is Chiriho, right? And so she meets with master Haku and Haku is the name of the character who saved her at the very beginning, the very beginning of the movie when she was at the bridge and he helped her escape you know, from becoming, I guess, either a pig or something else of the like, you know? 
So essentially, she goes to Master Haku, and she goes, like, my name is Sen, right? And he goes, no, your name is Chiriho. Here, Yubaba controls us by taking our names and replacing them with another. And the only way we're trapped is because we forgot our names. So basically, Haku doesn't know his real name. He's like, that's my stand-in name, you know? And so essentially, you know, it, it just goes into the spiral of things, you know? So much happens. And honestly, bro, I'll say this. When I was much younger, a movie like this, if I saw a movie like this, it gives me the same vibes as Dumbo. Dumbo in the scene of when he gets drunk and all that weird shit is happening, I can only really classify it as weird because honestly, that gave me so much anxiety as a kid watching that scene, you know? I I thought that was weird. Like the only way I could categorize it was weird. I don't know. Like I wasn't necessarily against it, but I wasn't necessarily for it. Uh, Certain scenes of let's say using Dumbo as an example that Dumbo scene certain parts of that Dumbo scene really I feel like traumatized me in a sense you know so watching a movie like this uh nowadays it's like I wouldn't necessarily call it weird but it's like one of the only ways I can really categorize it for myself even though I know it's not necessarily weird it's just something I haven't encountered myself before I mean I have but not to this extent so it's like all these crazy visuals and all these see this is where I go back into the weird thing you know I don't I don't know how to describe it any other way you know it's just things me seeing things coming to fruition that I never even imagined could be a possibility, you know? So essentially, I wanted to speak on how this movie kind of like these kinds of movies kind of like challenge my brain, you know? Uh, Like, I don't know if you've seen the movie Miss Paprika or something like that. I'll probably uh, review it and rate it later on because it's a similar movie. It's like weird... I don't know. The visuals are crazy and it's like so much is going on. Like in this movie, Spirited Away, I was confused as to what the main objective of this whole movie was. Because in hearing about Spirited Away and Studio Ghibli films, you see all these, all this merch, right? And so you see No Face. He's a character in the movie. But, you know, when people are fans of the of the movie and they show and you see all these fans with merch of No Face, you think that no face is the um is a protagonist uh or is the like is like a main character to the main character a side character to the main character it's it's weird in that sense because it's like i thought i didn't know what to think and i had some preconceived like uh thoughts um as to who was who in the movie and then it just kind of got flipped on me so i do enjoy that of it that part of it but also i was like there was so much i want to talk about about this film like this film definitely got me going definitely got me wanting to watch more studio ghibli because of the fact that the visuals man the art okay this movie as a story itself i was kind of confused but the visuals, the the emotion portrayed in the film, the just there was a lot of scenes in this movie that my friend and I agreed on while watching this that could be like wallpapers. There was so many scenes that just took my breath away that I understand and I can see why Studio Ghibli is so renowned. You know, it's like 
the artwork is impeccable and it looks like it was painted onto the screen, you know? Like it doesn't look like a normal painting. It looks like the painting is coming alive on the screen, you know? So, wow. Like all I have to say is, wow, the movie, the story kind of lost me, but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Haku's character design, you know, and Kamagi's. Almost all the main characters, like character design, I really enjoyed. And what I really liked was the fact that I it hit me out of nowhere that Haku was a dragon. And I'm just like, what? He is such... I was like, he is such a majestic being. Like, that... Oh, wow. And you know what? Honestly, I thought it was funny. Like, the attention to detail in this film is impeccable. Like... A one perfect example was when Chiriho went to Yubaba's sister Zeniba to try to heal Haku so that they could both go free, I guess. So she goes to Zeniba, right? And Zeniba's like, there's not anything I can do, really. And also she was like, um, she took Bo, the baby, with her. And turned him into a mouse so that he had more freedom because he was locked up in his room. Uh, because his mom, Yubaba, told him that if you stay in this room, no harm will come to you. But if you go out there, it's a dangerous world. You know, most anime, you know, people that are locked up have been told the same thing. Uh, who've been isolated, right? Uh, and so essentially, so she takes the mouse. She takes, uh, Chiriho takes Bo with her uh, all the way to Zaniba's, right? And... I thought it was amazing, the attention to detail. So they're sitting there talking, Chiriho and Zaniba, and all of a sudden, like, it shows, before it shows the scene of Zaniba and Chiriho talking, it shows Bo and the little bird, I don't know who, what character it was, I think it was just uh, another animal or something, are on this, like, uh, wheel spinning thread, right? Uh, kind of like the Rumpelstiltskin thing, you know? They're spinning this thread, right, on this on this thing, right? And... It cuts back to the conversation between Zaniba and Chiriho. And you can still hear that thing going in the background, right? And so all of a sudden you hear it stop. And then you see Bo and the little bird come into into the scene, grab some some snacks, stuff their faces, grab a couple more snacks for later, and they go back onto the little spindle thing. And then you can they cut out of the scene, right? They get out of the, the frame, right? And then you can hear the spindle go again. And that just that was a soul nut. Because of the fact that I'm like, wow, the attention to detail is impeccable in this film. That literally had me cheesing for like a, a good straight three or four minutes. Because just because of that, like I, I'm like, that is the kind of thing that gets me going in the sense of attention to detail, you know. And so, man, this movie. I'm not saying too much on what happened in the movie because if you haven't watched it, which most people probably have already, because it's one of the main, you know, uh, things I get requested slash uh recommended uh anything studio ghibli but yeah if you haven't seen this i i suggest you see it bro i give it a solid uh 7.5 out of 10 because i know that it wasn't the greatest it probably wasn't the greatest and i know i'm just gonna keep my expectations low and we're gonna go from there because uh i don't want to be let down and i don't think i will with studio ghibli but you never know so another thing I wanted to talk about is I really enjoyed the ending, the the part where, you know, they realize, Chiriho and Haku realize 
that they've known each other before. They've met each other before. And it was a very special, momentous moment. And I just thought, you know, I'm not going to say too much on it, but I thought it was a really pretty moment and I really enjoyed it. So, so yeah, you know, uh, I really appreciate y'all being here if y'all made it this far. So on the next episode of the Manga Anime Experience, I'm going to be looking into Lupin the Third. Now, I've always seen pictures of this character here and there, and I've always been intrigued because I just liked how he looked. So therefore, I'm going to be investigating. I haven't even started watching or reading anything of Lupin the Third. So uh, the next chapter, the next episode might come out a little later than usual, but we're going to get into it and we'll see how it goes. But yeah, thanks. And as always, Deuces.